Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Get Your Goat. Josh here. A lot to get into. I'm going to be talking about the Patriots-Falcons matchup last night. Discuss if the Patriots are really back, if they are the real deal or not. Then I'm going to go into all of the Week 11 matchups coming up this Sunday. Uh, Players I like, uh, X-Factors, all that. Then I'm going to move on to the NBA, discuss another masterful performance by Steph Curry playing lights out this whole season. Then Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani both win MVPs in their respective leagues. Michigan State's head coach Mel Tucker received a 10-year, $95 million deal. I will get into that as long as my college football picks for this weekend in a slate of a lot of good games that will help decide the playoff race. So a lot to get into, but I'm going to start with the Patriots-Falcons Thursday night football game. And this was clear, clear domination by the New England Patriots. That's all I have to say. 25 to zero. To me, it's very hard to pitch a shutout uh, in the NFL. It just is tough to have all three phases clicking like that, especially the defense when you know you're up and you're going to win, not to just allow you know the garbage touchdown and throws and to still play hard and to get the shutout. Patriots played great this game. Masterful performance by them, especially on defense. Tip my cap off to Matt Judon, who's been playing terrific this year. Kyle Van Noy had himself a game, was relentless in getting after uh, Matt Ryan. Also had the pick six uh, at the end there. J.C. Jackson shut down. I mean, I've got to give props to this whole defensive unit. This is a great defensive unit. Uh, I think, you know, J.C. Jackson saying it's going to get scary uh, for opposing teams. I will disagree. He did say this is going to be one of the best defenses in NFL history. I disagree with that claim. Just because when I look at the recent string of victories that they're riding, they're riding a five-game winning streak Mac Jones is also playing great football. They're playing complimentary football. Uh, he's like number uh, two in QBR, uh, passer rating, yards during the five-game winning streak. But then again, he's beat the Jets, the Panthers, uh, who was a, sh- a shell of their former selves. They beat the Falcons. Uh, the Chargers, they did have a tough time with, um, won by a field goal. And they whooped up on the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield injured. No Nick Chubb. Uh, that severely hurt this team. Now to me, the rest of the way, or at least the next four games, I'm going to find out if the Patriots are contenders or pretenders. I am going to measure them on the next uh, five, four games that they play. They play the Titans, who are number one in the AFC right now. A really, really tough Titan team who also boasted good defense. 
They'll be facing one of the better quarterbacks they faced in Ryan Tannehill and the weapons that they have. That'll be a great matchup. The Buffalo Bills after that in Buffalo, Monday Night Football. To me, that is going to be Mac Jones's first real road test of the season. So far, he had the Bucks at home, the Cowboys at home, uh, went to the Chargers, and that's not even a true road game. So he hasn't faced a true road environment, playoff environment feel. That Bills game will be a huge one to tell the division. Then they play at Indianapolis. Indianapolis also playing really good football with Jonathan Taylor at the back right there. And then they play the Bills again one more time. That should decide the division as well if it is not decided already. Big, big schedule coming up for the New England Patriots. That's how I'm going to grade them. If they can get through that schedule, either 4-0 or 3-1, and I'll say they're a contender, that they're one of the legitimate threats to make it to the Super Bowl. However, if they stumble, go 2-2, or 1-3, something like that, you know, I'm going to say maybe they're a year away. I think their defense will keep them in games. This will be the true test for Mac Jones uh, to see here. Because last night, you know, he's great. He's great on the short routes, uh, intermediate throws. But his one pass downfield last night, over 20 yards, was picked off. He doesn't throw the ball downfield. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, to me, it's a lot of dinking and dunking. Uh, making your, having your receivers and tight ends make plays. And there's nothing wrong with that, uh, at all with that style of offense. To me, you know, maybe the numbers are been blown out of proportion, you know, for QBR and pass rating. If that's all he's doing, I do want to see him throw the ball downfield. But I'll also, as I've tipped my hat to the Patriots defense, I will tip my hat to Bill Belichick putting his team in situations to win, uh, putting Mac Jones in favorable situations, calling the correct plays so that he's comfortable in this offense. He's comfortable leading this team as well. The running game is good. I mean, the Patriots are playing solid football on all three phases right now. That was evident in their win yesterday, and they handed it to the Falcons. Now for the Falcons. This this has been a rough, a rough two-week stretch for them. It's not, I mean, it's two football weeks, week 10 and week 11. But in reality, it's only a five-day stretch. It's been a rough five days for the Falcons. The week ain't even over yet, and they've technically played two football weeks. They got whooped up on by the Cowboys, 43-3. to And then in their own stadium, they got shut out 25-0. to Of course, all the lead-up to this game. You know, was the Super Bowl reminiscing about that? Uh, the choke job that they did last night was no choke job because they didn't even show up uh, to play. You know, a few weeks after a great comeback went against the Saints where they were kind of primed in great playoff position. They are now faltering and teetering on the edge here. Once was 4-4 four and four, uh, right there at the seventh seed. They are now 4-6. and six. Uh, dropping down as we speak. And to me, the Falcons aren't going to make the playoffs. They're simply not a good football team. 
remaining on their schedule again. Another game against the Saints, the Bills, the Niners, the Bucks. That's just uh, too much for this team to overcome. Who looked lost? Matt Ryan not playing good football at all. Yesterday, two interceptions, 153 yards, a quarterback rating of 23, sacked four times. A few of those are ones he could have avoided, too. Uh, he just looked bad out there. You put Josh Rosen in, throws an interception. Felipe Franks throws an interception. They really can't get anything going on offense as of late. It's been that bad uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. They are that porous to watch. Uh, I think this team needs a whole new reset. Uh, they need a full rebuild mode. Get rid of Matt Ryan. Get rid of them all. You had your Kyle Pitts. You can build around your skill players, him, Calvin Ridley. But you need a full rebuild. Get rid of that bad contract. Get rid of them all. Bad performance by the Atlanta Falcons. But I will say this. To me, it was more good performance by the Patriots than bad performance by the Falcons. As it is to me, I believe, one of the toughest things to do is to get a shutout in the NFL. Hats off to the Pats right there. But then again, I will decide what I think their fate is in the next four weeks or so. Now, moving on to the other Week 11 matchups. We got the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. Rematch of last year's a wild card round where Colts almost pulled off the upset, but they just couldn't do. Uh, they just couldn't do it. Uh, Josh Allen got the win there, and to me, this should be a great, great football game. Buffalo got the win, uh, or my bad. Buffalo lost to the other AFC South opponent. They have played uh, so far this year. They have lost to the Tennessee Titans. They have lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they beat the Texans, so they are 1-2 against that division. The last team they're playing here is them. And I see Buffalo uh, having some trouble here uh, with the Titan, or with the Colts. I do. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, much like uh, Derrick Henry did when he torched the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football a month or so ago. I think it will be a steady dose of Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor will have a great game. However, the one difference was that game was in Tennessee. This one is in Buffalo. I think Buffalo, you know, after struggling against Jacksonville, uh, beating up on the Jets, I think they're going to come here. They're going to find a way to win. It's going to be very tough, but the Buffalo Bills defense has been really good this year, especially their pass defense. I think they're going to limit Carson Wentz. I think they'll be able to pick him off as well. Uh, he'll be able to shut down Michael Pittman. Uh, I do think Jonathan Taylor will do just fine, uh, which can open up play action and all that, which I think will make it a close game. But in the end, I just have a feeling... Buffalo will pull this one out. I think they're taking a look at what New England is doing there right behind them. And they say, this can't happen. This can't happen uh, to us. You know, we had our one year last year of AFC East glory. 
you know, we want this to last. So I do think Buffalo will eke out a win here, uh, which would hurt uh, the Colts' playoff chances because they're sitting right there at 5-5, five and five, right in the mix. But you lose this one, you drop to 5-6. and six. Then you also have some tough games coming up against the Bucks, the Patriots, the Cardinals. But, you know, this is not a game I see the Colts winning. I got the Bills winning this one. Baltimore and Chicago. I really do think Lamar Jackson is going to bounce back 10 days off after just getting hammered by the Miami Dolphins down there. I think Baltimore wins this game uh, easily, but I'm not sold on Baltimore's defense. I believe Chicago will be able to move a ball uh, effectively. Justin Fields, past few two games, has played great to me. I believe Justin Fields will have a decent game, but it's just too much to overcome kind of the lulls, the slow starts that Chicago starts off to, how bad their defense, how bad this coaches Matt Nagy and the coaching staff. Uh, to me, it's too much for one man, Justin Fields, uh, to overcome his defense, uh, the coaching. I want Justin Fields to get into a better spot or at least a better spot uh, come to him in terms of the personnel around him. I have Baltimore winning this game big. Again, they're another team in the hunt, want to stay ahead in their division, but also they want the number one seed. They see the Titans there, and they're looking ahead to them. Detroit and Cleveland. Last week, Detroit played such an ugly game. Cleveland also played. Such an ugly game. I feel like if Detroit were to have played Cleveland last week, I think Detroit would have won that game. I picked Detroit to beat Pittsburgh. Of course, I was wrong, and everyone else was wrong because it ended in a tie. Not many people picked ties. And to me, uh, both these quarterbacks not playing good football right now. Jared Goff isn't playing well. Baker isn't playing well. Both a little... Uh, dinged up as well. No big plays in the passing game recently. It's just been bad. Uh, Campbell looks like he wants to win. Dan Campbell on the sideline for the Detroit Lions head coach. Looks like he wants to win. He's pulling out the stops. We've seen it last week. You know, it was brutal. A tie in a game. They could have won where they played sloppy. And last week, Cleveland getting demolished by the Patriots. 45-7, to Baker Mayfield. Uh, dinged up again. Nick Chubb back. Baker's going to play. But at what point, at what cost, do you keep playing the shoulder injury? Now it's a knee injury as well. I mean, I get leaving it all out there, but this is a broken man right now, a broken quarterback. You know it's bad when Jared Goff has more passing yards than you. Uh, and has only thrown you know one less touchdown. Baker hasn't even reached ten touchdowns yet. I mean, we saw ugly football last week in the Lions game. I believe this will be just as ugly. The Browns are an eleven and a half point favorite, and I can't comprehend why they are an eleven and a half point favorite. They've shown nothing to me, you know, in the past games. That showed that they're eleven and a half point favorite. They're five and five. They're also five and five against the spread. Whereas the Lions, 
even though they're 0-8-1. They're 5-4 and four against the spread. I really don't believe the Browns blow the Lions out of water. I'll pick the Browns to win, even though this could be the time Detroit gets their first win, as I think it'll be close. Uh, but I really have little to no faith in the Cleveland Browns at this moment. Houston and Tennessee. The Houston Texans, ever since that first win, eight straight games losing, whereas Tennessee have are winners of six straight games, longest winning streak in the NFL. They've beaten five straight playoff teams. This team is really, really good. They have faced the most difficult part of their schedule, They've got through it. Now they get to relax and have it easy. However, they shouldn't overlook the Texans. To me, it's hard because, you know, the Browns are an 11.5-point favorite over the Lions, but the Titans are only a 10-point favorite over the Texans because the Titans are much better than the Browns. And to me, I think the Lions, even though they haven't won, are better than the Texans. I believe the Titans win this game Big. I know no Julio Jones. Of course, no Derrick Henry. But they still get it done. Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown. The defense plays well enough. They get the win. Move them to 9-2. and Still riding at the best in the AFC. To me, it's just been miserable uh, for the Texans again this year. You know, we've already traded Mark Ingram. They have Brandon Cooks. I'm surprised they kept him around. Uh, because the quarterback situation there, not good. Davis Mills does not look good either for this team. A Titans get this one easily. Green Bay and Minnesota. This is one I have been going back and forth a lot with. Rodgers didn't play his sharpest game last week. Against the Seahawks. However, you know, Rodgers has a little minor toe injury. You know, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota, to me, you know, is 4-5, and five, but could be 7-3. and three. Green Bay is at 8-2. I really wanted to pick Minnesota uh, to win this game, you know, just for other implications of the standings and helping other teams out. But... To me, I just don't know if I see it. It's To me, I have it being a close game. But to me, there's too many people that I've been watching, that I've been reading from, that are picking the Vikings to upset the Green Bay Packers. Now, to me, there's either a really a lot of smart people out there, or there just isn't. And it's funny, these people talk about Aaron Rodgers, how great he is, but then they'll pick against him this weekend. I just... Don't see it. To me, Aaron Rodgers against NFC North opponents, it's easy money. It's money in the bank. Rarely do I see Aaron Rodgers have a tough time with divisional opponents. I know he shouts to the Bears, I still own you. It could be like that against every division opponent. I mean, every single one. The Vikings, the Lions, the Bears. I really do believe that. Uh... I think the Packers' defense will be tested. I think it's a great unit, unit, but I do think it'll be tested. 
But however, you know who's on the other side. It's con artist Kirk. It's con artist Kirk. Kirk Cousins. Am I seriously in my right mind? In my right mind, going to pick con artist Kirk to outduel Aaron Rodgers? Really? I know this ain't a primetime game, so full con artist Kirk won't come out to play. But still, choke job against the Ravens a few weeks ago. The Vikings before that barely winning some other games. There ain't no way in hell I'm picking against Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Now, I'd love for all those guys to be right and for me to be wrong, but I just don't see it. Aaron Rodgers, John Wick, man on a mission, is back. This is another team he's got on the list. I think another week back, he'll look better. Even in Minnesota, even in a tough environment, Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win. I know the loss of Aaron Jones will maybe set this team back a minor, minor, minor setback. But they've been running the ball well and effectively with A.J. Dillon a lot this year. That's good. And, of course, Devontae Adams is still wide receiver. No cornerback on Minnesota can guard that man. They just can't. I got more faith in Aaron Rodgers. I am rolling with the Green Bay Packers this weekend over Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesota. You're dropping to 4-6. and six. Really in a tough playoff spot, I guess, with a lot of other four and six teams. Then Miami and the New York Jets. What what a tough game this is. I mean, Miami's three and seven. Albite, they've won two in a row. Also their last one against the Ravens. They look at however the Jets are in distress, you know, allowing 45 points in their last two games after an upset win against the Bengals. Now you have Jets pride uh, going off on them. They're starting Joe Flacco over Mike White. Uh, Rex Ryan has gone off on Coach Chris Sala. To me, there's just a lot of distractions around the New York Jets. Who said the New York Jets were going to be good this year? We said they might be a little improved. I mean, they didn't have a ton of wins last year. I think they had two. They're already at that mark. So I think the New York Jets are doing just fine. I do think uh, they'll pull off another win and get another win uh, before the season is over. Not this weekend, though. I think Tua played really well. Uh, I think he's slowly stepping up, making some progress. He'll beat the brakes off the easy Jets. But, you know, I am not going to write off the Jets and pound on the Jets. Because the Jets have been bad for a really long time. It's been like 10 years since they made the playoffs. Uh, they're that bad, so I'm glad we need to criticize every decision that the Jets have made. But this is Salah's first year as a head coach. Nine games in. I mean, we can criticize him later down the road, but he inherited a bad team. It's It's been rough. You're a Jets fan. You should be used to it. Look at the Lions. I still can't believe the Lions have made the playoffs more times in the past 10 years than the Jets have. I mean, that's also kind of pathetic as well if you're a Jets fan. So, uh, Dolphins winning this game. New Orleans, Philadelphia. This is tough 
for me. New Orleans defense, very good, very, very good. Jalen Hurts, though, I also think is playing good football. Him and Devontae Smith. I wish I would know if Kamara was playing. I'm going to say this. If Kamara plays, the Saints find a way to win. However, if he doesn't play, the Eagles find a way to win. I saw that last week with the Saints. Uh, Kamara didn't play. I believe if he played, they could have upset the Titans, but he didn't. They just could not do enough to beat the Titans. I feel it's that same way in Philly. The health of Kamara, that's the X factor in this game because then Simeon, Taysom Hill, uh, can dump it down. You know, you have to cover him in the passing game, put him in the box to stop him in the rushing game. So that is the biggest X factor there is Kamara. If he plays, if he doesn't play, that'll decide to me the outcome of this game. But I really like the way Philadelphia has been playing. They're actually still in the hunt too. I don't think they're going to win their division, but they're still in the playoff hunt at four and six. They also have a lot of winnable games coming up. I think if they get past the Saints, they're sitting there at five and six. And I think if they are sitting there at five and six, they have to really like their chances uh, because then they have a game, two games against the football team. Two games against the Giants, a game against the Jets, and a game against the Cowboys. I think if they can get to a playoff spot before that Cowboys game, that would be a major, major success for this team, who a lot of people thought that they would be the worst team in the division. That would be a huge victory for Eagles and Eagles fans. Washington and Carolina. Oh, the storyline here. Coach Ron Rivera of the Washington football team going up to face his former quarterback MVP, Cam Newton. Oh, the reunion. What a game this shall be. I think Carolina wins this game. I think they're riding high. I still think they're on a Cam Newton high. This will be Cam Newton's first game back in Carolina. I think the crowd will get into it. They'll be pumped. Washington, to me, their defense has turned it around a little bit. And then, of course, during that time last week, they lose the Predator himself, Chase Young. Huge, huge loss for this team moving forward because of that loss, uh, because of the kind of unpredictable Taylor Heineke at quarterback, I got to roll with Carolina, roll with Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, who could not be stopped last week against the Cardinals defense. Uh, they couldn't tackle him. He was a threat every time he touched the ball, but also the read option now that they're able to run with Cam Newton back makes this offense just a little bit more dangerous. I got Carolina improving to six and five. This week, and I think they can beat the football team. San Francisco in Jacksonville. Is Jacksonville just a killer of good momentum? They knocked off the Buffalo Bills. When the Buffalo Bills are riding high, they come into Jacksonville. They can't even score a touchdown. 9-6. to six. Will the 49ers fare that same way? 
Just a huge Monday night football game they're coming off of against the Rams where they just dominated. Will they suffer the same letdown as the Buffalo Bills and lose at Jacksonville? No, I don't think so. I think Jacksonville is playing much better football than what they started the year at and doing. However, I think the 49ers are just a way more talented uh, football team that are coming off an emotional win, that have kind of found their identity, that's kind of back. And I think if they stick to that, they should be able to easily win this football game. That's why I'm rolling with the 49ers. Now, some afternoon games. Cincinnati in Las Vegas. To me, Cincinnati's bye week came at a perfect time after, you know, two bad losses. One to the Jets and then the other uh, to the Browns in embarrassing fashion. They needed that to kind of reset. However, the Raiders need a reset too. They're coming off two bad losses. One to the Giants and then the blowout to the Chiefs on Sunday night. However, I think Cincinnati... It's just too much there. The Las Vegas, not only offense is it reeling without uh, Henry Ruggs, but also their defense hasn't looked as good as they started this season. Because of that, I think Joe Burrow is terrific. I think him, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, I think, wants to get back into this mix as well. Uh, I don't think he'll have the drops that he's had the past few weeks before the bye week. You give it to Joe Mixon as well. I really do think Cincinnati will step up to the plate, have a big week, and they'll be the team to reverse their slide. It's going to be one of these two teams, but I'm going to put the bank on Cincinnati. I'm going to give it to them to win this game in a tough environment in Allegiant Stadium. Then you have a huge, huge game, I believe, Big NFC opponent, big AFC opponent, the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey has his swagger back. Patrick Mahomes throwing 400 yards, five touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, this offense looked good against that ball, or against that Las Vegas Raider defense. This game is at home. Dallas is traveling after a huge win. Two potent offenses going back. I think a Chiefs defense, a lot of people have been talking about it. I'm not sold on them. A lot of people talking about the Dallas Cowboy defense. I'm not sold on them. I believe after this week, I won't be sold on either of them again. I think this game will be a shootout. And in a shootout, there's one quarterback I trust. That is Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to have... A great, great game this week against Dak Prescott. He's going to outduel Dak Prescott. Of course, Dallas will be more balanced. They got uh, Zeke and Pollard. You know, they also have a better wide receiver trio there as well. Michael Gallup might be back. He's back. You've got him. You've got uh, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. That's too much for this Kansas City uh, secondary to handle, but Patrick Mahomes, he's got him. I'm not sold on Trevon Diggs. You put him on Tyree Kill, and the afterburners will be on. They won't be able to stop him. I think 
defenses can do what they do, and that is uh, play the safety high. I think that'll be the smart move to do. But last week, we saw Patrick Mahomes give it to Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey just make plays. That's what he does. I believe Kansas City found their swagger on offense, not on defense. However, because of that, Kansas City gets the big win this weekend. Much needed win into me, which is their hardest test uh, till the playoffs will start for them. Kansas City gets a win this weekend. Arizona and Seattle. If there wasn't a must-win for Seattle, I don't know what is for them. If they don't win this game, it's either fire Pete Carroll or say that uh, we're going to trade Russell Wilson or Voss season for some draft picks. Because uh, if you lose this game, it's over. The season's over. Uh, DK Metcalf might be getting in a ton more fights now if they lose this game. Uh, they This is the definition of a must-win if there was one. It would be this game with the Seahawks right there. It's a must win. Uh, they have to. However, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, could be coming back. The decisions on him if he wants to play or not. Seattle, I think, will win this game. I do. Because if Kyler Murray doesn't play, I think it's an easy win. But if he does, we've seen the rust. That happens when, you know, players come back from just missing time. We saw Dak Prescott just after missing a week play terrible against the uh, Broncos. And then you had Aaron Rodgers not play good after missing a week last week. Also, Russell Wilson didn't look good missing a few weeks last week. Never another week for Russell Wilson. Legs underneath him playing a little better. Better week in Seattle back at home. I think they'll win this game. Uh, even if Kyler's back, like I said, I think that rush factor will affect him. I think Arizona loses another one. That'll be two in a row and three out of their last four games. Seattle gets a big one here. I think Russell Wilson will have a big game. DK, Tyler Lockett, these receivers. To me, they just need to find a little semblance of a rushing game. To me, it's Al Alex Collins now. They just need to be a little bit more efficient to open up same play action. Because nobody's going to respect the play action if you can't run the football. But yes, I believe Seattle will win this must-win game. Must-win for them. If it's not, anybody who's a Seahawks fan should just be rooting in the interest of every team that is not in their own division. Because it could get ugly for the Seahawks after this. And then Sunday night football, Pittsburgh versus the L.A. Chargers. Now, as I said a week ago, I would never pick the Pittsburgh Steelers after that performance I watched versus the Chicago Bears. I said they wouldn't. Didn't pick them against the Lions. Got that one wrong, but it was a tie. I said the Steelers aren't winning another game this year, and I stand by that. I think the Chargers will win this game. Again, Ben Roethlisberger missed a week. That's another week. Russ coming after him. Again, they're a little dinged up as well, especially TJ Watt and his defense. 
because of that, that'll just help Justin Herbert help this offense out. I really do think the Chargers win this game. The Steelers lose this game. And to me, this is another big win for the Chargers, who are now not even leading their own division and are in a playoff hunt. Of course, they own the tiebreaker of the Chiefs, but this is a big one for them to win. I have the Chargers winning this game. Now, two teams I'm not talking about, the Denver, uh, I was about to say the Nuggets, but the Denver Broncos, LA Rams, they're not playing each other. They just have a bye week. So those are a lot of Week 11 matchups with the season over halfway. uh, Over, yeah, halfway over. A lot of playoff implications every single week now. A lot of good football to watch on Sunday. Now moving to the NBA. Wednesday night. I picked two games. The first, the Lakers and the Bucks. Picked the Bucks. I was right. You know, the Lakers mounted a good comeback in the third uh, quarter to make it close. However, it was just too much. Giannis could not be stopped, and that's what I feared. Uh, Giannis, 47 points for Giannis. Three of four from a three-point line. I couldn't believe that. Uh, And Taylor Horton Tucker, their leading scorer at 25. I'm sorry, Anthony Davis. You've got to play better than 18 points. When Giannis is 47, you have a primary defender on him and he's on you. You have to show up. Giannis dominated you. That was bad. Russell Westbrook with some bad turnovers as well. In the fourth quarter, they all went cold. Taylor Horton Tucker had the hot hand. They rode him the most minutes. But he cannot be your leading scorer. Just cannot happen. Bad, bad, bad performance by the Lakers, who are now dropped to 8-8. Eight and eight. Then the Mavs and the Suns. I was wrong on that one. No Luka. They played tough until the fourth quarter. They uh, ended up winning this game. Devin Booker hit a clutch three there at the end, you know, Right there, Chris Paul wasn't his night, only seven points. Uh, but Porzingis, I thought, played efficient. Again, Hardaway, uh, Brunson, but without Luka, you just see how much key, how much of a cog that he is to this Mavs offense, what he means to them all around. And then last night, Steph Curry, should he just get the MVP now? I believe so, just give it to him. 40-point night last night. Warriors had really nothing going in the first three quarters. Then Curry drops 20 points in the fourth quarter, uh, which equal his points from the first three quarters combined. They also dropped 36 points, outscored the Cavs 36-8 to in the fourth quarter. That's not an MVP performance. I don't know what is. Steph Curry also... Uh, Broke the record for most threes made in a calendar year. And we still got a month and a half to play. I mean, this man is simply brilliant on another level right now. To me, elevated his game just a little bit more than what we saw the end of last year. He is on fire this season. Now tonight, I'm also going to pick two games. First, the Lakers and the Celtics. LeBron's aiming to be back. He says it's a 50-50 shot tonight. 
if LeBron is back, I like the Lakers. However, if he's not back, I still like the Lakers. Yes, you heard that right. I haven't liked what I've seen from the Celtics uh, so far this year. Here's seven and eight. No Jalen Brown. That's a huge loss for them. Uh, so I think with that being said, I think the Lakers can find a way to steal this game. We've still been playing somewhat competitive during stretches of games. They just haven't been able to play a full four quarters, 48 minutes. But I believe they do tonight. They win this game. And then we got a rematch of Wednesday night, Mavericks and Suns. Again, it's another toss-up if Luka will be back. However, the Suns are now on that 10-game winning streak. They're hot, just as hot as the Suns. I mean, just as hot as the uh, Warriors. However, as I said on Wednesday, the Mavs are going to end this streak. Technically, I can still be right and say the Mavs will end this streak. It'll just come a little later than what I said. I believe it. I believe the Mavs beat the Suns. They end the streak tonight. Whether Luka's back or not should be another good game, exciting finish. Now moving on to the MLB. Congratulations to Bryce Harper winning NL MVP. To me, it was kind of a crazy year for at least the NL MVP candidates. Uh, You had Bryce Harper, uh, who had a terrific second half. To me, the best second half of baseball uh, after the All-Star break, even if his first half wasn't tremendous. Juan Soto, to me, was probably the most consistent. Fernando Tatis had that killer uh, first half of the year, but I think injuries kind of decimated his MVP for, for performance. Again, none of those players in contention even made the playoffs. Uh, so again, that's hard to to me to justify an MVP going to a player who doesn't even make the playoffs. But congratulations to Bryce as your second MVP. Uh, now, after winning these individual awards, it's time to lead the Phillies to the playoffs, my man. Then Shohei Otani won AL MVP to me, very deservedly so. Uh, Unanimous as well, I agree with, was to me the best player overall in baseball this year. Uh, Great pitcher, great hitter, 40-plus home runs, won like 10 games pitching as well, had a low strikeout uh, or high strikeout rate, low ERA. I mean, Shohei was simply brilliant this year. Impact of the game so much, I believe, a 9.1 win-above-replacement uh, average as well. Shohei was, simply put, next level. There is no player like him. There is no player like him. I believe he'll continue now, as he says. It's time to win. And that ain't all on him. He's doing his part. That's all on the Angels and other players now. Shohei is brilliant. Angels would have been a lot worse if he wasn't there. Now moving on to college football. First thing I want to talk about is Mel Tucker. And that is because he got a 10-year, $95 million deal, makes him the highest paid coach uh, behind Nick Saban. And college football coaches made him the highest paid black uh, coach as well. And I'm going to say that right now. It might be a little early. A lot of, We'll have to wait. But I don't think he deserves that kind of money. 
I don't think he deserves it. To me, it's a little early to put all this money in on Mel Tucker. Now, Mel Tucker is hyping up a Michigan State program right now, saying, you know, it's a destination spot, not just a traveling spot. Uh, you know, trying to hype up the recruits, play the transfer portal brilliantly to transform a roster. Because last year, last year, may I remind you, his first year with the team was 2-5. and 2-5. and five. This year, they are 9-1. and one. His second year. To me, is that enough of a span of games, a short and COVID season, and of this season, to put that much money on Mel Tucker, 10-year, $95 million? That's a lot for a man who hasn't really proven himself. Yes, he's beat Michigan twice uh, his first two years there. But to me, I think they paid him a little too soon. I don't know if this was incentive to say, you know, go out and beat Ohio State. But I would have paid him maybe after the Ohio State game because they lose to Ohio State. The season's over. They're done. They're gone uh, from contention. They're eliminated from the East Division. They're eliminated from playoff contention if they lose this game. To me, it's a lot riding on really an unproven coach where you have Ohio State as the benchmark program in the Big Ten right now. To me, it's a lot of money to turn on him. And I'm going to say this. I don't think he ever wins a national championship at Michigan State. I just don't. I see it as a waste. I think he's a good coach. Uh, But that's a lot of money. When I think of that money, when it's right there, Nick Saban. I get Nick Saban getting that much money. Uh, Man has won like seven national titles. Uh, So to me, that makes total sense. But for him, a man who's never done it to get that much money, uh, get paid more than Dabo, who's won national championships and stuff like that. And that's a little shocking to me to get that much money. Of course, he can prove me wrong by beating Ohio State and winning the championship this year. So now leading into that, my college picks. Michigan State, Ohio State. Let's open up with that one. I think Michigan State is fraudulent. I think they've been all year. It was shown against Purdue. This defense is terrible. The worst pass defense in the game. Now they're going up against the best offense in the game in Ohio State. Heisman contender going up against each other. Kenneth Walker, C.J. Stroud, the best wide receiver group with Ohio State. Uh, Smith, uh, Olave, Wilson, Travion Henderson at running back. There's just too much for this bad Michigan State defense to overcome. And it's in the shoe. I'm sorry, Mel Tucker. I know you're playing to win championships, but at least you've got a compensation check because Ryan Day, Ohio State, and the shoe is going to roll over this Michigan State team. I don't think it will be close at all. I've got the Ohio State Buckeyes winning this game large. Like their offense too much, this Michigan State defense is that bad. Wake Forest, Clemson. I can't believe Clemson is the favorite to win this game. The disrespect there. Wake Forest having a great year at number 10 has only had one loss. I think Wake Forest comes into this game feeling disrespected that, hey, we have a great quarterback in Sam Hartman. We're doing great this year. We're the leader in the clubhouse right now in the ACC. 
and we're getting disrespected right now. Clemson's a favorite. I think they come in with a chip on their shoulder, deservedly so, and they pull off the win. Again, the Wake Forest defense isn't good, whereas Wake Forest plays the best defense they'll play in Clemson. However, I think the Wake Forest uh, offense can score some points on this Clemson defense. Iowa State and Oklahoma. Iowa State, a down year for them after a great year last year. They're 6-4. and four. Oklahoma, to me, had their playoff hopes dashed last week, losing to Baylor. However, I think Oklahoma rebounds, whether it be Radler or Caleb Williams. I think it should be Caleb Williams, but I think Oklahoma comes in and wins this game. I don't think they drop two in a row. Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame to win this game. They're staying afloat, kind of underneath the radar there uh, at number eight. You know, they keep on winning their games. You know, they could still be given a shot to compete for the championship. Arkansas, Alabama. How will Alabama face against an Arkansas defense they have not seen yet so far this year? Georgia saw them. They shut Arkansas out. This defense did nothing. That's what I want to see. We're going to see a comparable schedule here between Alabama and Georgia. We saw Georgia slaughter. Arkansas. Can Alabama do that? Or will this Arkansas defense give them fits? Can this offense get something going? I don't think so. However, I think it will be closer than the Georgia-Arkansas game. But Alabama wins this game. Bryce Young, to me, is too talented. To me, is a favorite to win the Heisman right now. SMU-Cincinnati. I'm not aboard the Cincinnati train at all. I'll pick against Cincinnati all day. I'm doing it again here. SMU, and to me, this is Cincinnati's toughest test. They haven't really been dominant in the past few weeks. I think SMU pulls off the upset here, reveals to us all that Cincinnati is a bunch of fakers. Nebraska, Wisconsin. Nebraska's been playing teams really close, really tough this year. However, this Wisconsin team is different than the team that Michigan uh, took down at Camp Randall, 38-17. to It's in Camp Randall. I think Wisconsin gets a win. They're playing great defense. They're running the ball. This is a Wisconsin team that has done a full 180 and turned it around. Baylor-Kansas State. Again, Baylor just upset Oklahoma, and somehow they're the underdog against Kansas State. I think Baylor wins this game. Oregon, Utah. Oh, what a physical game. I can't believe Utah is the favorite here. Oregon is the underdog. Because of that, I really want to pick Oregon to win this game. However, with this environment, I have Utah winning tonight or tomorrow night. And the last game, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Van or Mike Gundy. His defense playing great, best defense in the uh, Big 12, one of the best defenses in the country. And they also score a ton of points. We just saw that against TCU. I think Oklahoma State is not looking ahead to Bedlam next week as well. But I think they're playing in the moment, playing composed. Oklahoma State gets a win against Texas Tech. So those are my picks. Those are my matchups. NFL, college, a lot of great football coming your way. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.